Week 10, First and Sticks, what's up? Uh, thanks for tuning in. If uh, you are new to the show, please like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. If you haven't yet, check out Underdog Fantasy. Use promo code BGP for a 100% deposit match up to $100 over there. Right to the ad read this week. You gotta love that. But we will go uh, go over the good and the bad. I guess uh, the good and bad. I always forget what I even said last week. But going through the article, I was quite high on Jordan Love. And Deshaun Watson for the value. Deshaun Watson, obviously, stacking him with Amari Cooper was fantastic. But if you did not have C.J. Stroud last week, you probably did not make a lot of money. Cash games were safe. That was good to see. But, yeah, in tournaments, you pretty much had to have some sort of Houston stack. They went absolutely nuts. I did mention the pass funnel defense um, in Tampa Bay, but uh, I personally did not get to Stroud. Um, So, yeah, there it was. I believe he was, like, the fourth value on the 80 model. But, again, just... An issue for me personally, how I play. I'm just not like a CJ Stroud guy and uh, didn't really get there. But this week, I am on somebody that I personally cannot stand to watch play football. So it'll be interesting. But let's get into the laundry list again of injuries now that we are in the middle of the season, starting to get the weather turning cold, all that good stuff for Houston. Uh, looks like Steven Nelson is going to be back. Um, I think he's questionable, but on the right end, questionable. So keep an eye on that. Safety Jimmy Ward is out. Uh, Derek Stingley is back from IR. We'll see if he suits up. Damian Pierce is out. Robert Woods is in. Nico Collins out. So a lot of injuries for Houston on the Cincinnati side of things. Defensive end Sam Hubbard is out. That kind of hurts that defense a little bit, but with how many injuries there are in Houston, shouldn't be too big of a concern. And then T. Higgins is out for Jacksonville. Zay Jones is still out. Arizona Imari DiMercato is out. James Conner is likely in, it sounds like. I'm assuming he's got to play. I mean, I guess I went Keontae Ingram all by himself pretty much last week. Uh, I don't think they have Damian Williams anymore, but check that out. Either way, let's uh, let's hope James Conner gets back there. He's always, you know, a fantasy asset, and I'm sure sitting on many of your guys' bench or IR spot, you'd need him back, especially with some buys this week. Minnesota, KJ Osborne out with that concussion. TJ Hawkinson expects to play. Green Bay. Jair Alexander out again. This guy's like missing every other game this year. That sucks for them, and they suck anyway. And then uh, Quay Walker is going to be doubtful. 49ers get Trent Williams back, it sounds like, so that is big for them. Tennessee, Traylon Burks is out, and Sean Murphy Bunting out. (laughs) Like arguably the only good corner they have. He's out, so that leaves Mike Evans with Christian Fulton, and I guess Roger McCreary is probably back from injury. Either way, Mike Evans has like seven inches on both those guys. Good luck there. Uh, San Francisco, we mentioned about Trent Williams. Uh, Debo's good to go, so welcome him back to your lineups. I don't know what to expect on the return. There's just so many miles to feed there, and kind of a strange game with a lot of wind projected in Jacksonville. Baltimore, Keaton Mitchell, everybody's waiver wire dandy is questionable. Uh, Detroit, David Montgomery, good to go. And New Orleans, Kendra Miller is out. So I'm sure I'm missing plenty. But again, go to like Roto World or Twitter or whatever. You, you need to find your injury news. But those seem to be the biggest ones for the fantasy and more importantly, the DFS slate breakdown. Let's get into these games. I'm going to fly through this, I think, this week. Pittsburgh and the Packers. They host the Packers. Opened up at 36 and a half. It is now pretty much at 39 everywhere, and Pittsburgh is a three-point home favorite. 
I did not really break down coverages in that many games this week. The Packers, you're, you're not playing one of those wide receivers. Like, you're just not doing it. Christian Watson's good to go. I know he had a potential concussion, um, but he is good to go. I'm not going back to Luke Musgrave. I guess that was part of the good last week as Luke Musgrave checked every single box in the coverage breakdown. Dude had 14 points. Obviously, a lot came on that last touchdown, but played a ton of Luke Musgrave. He was literally 1% owned, so that was pretty awesome. That helped out get some GPP lineups to the min-cash range. But, yeah, great spot for Aaron Jones. Seems like they... uh. They let him let him loose last week. Gave him the keys to the offense. Got, I believe, like 18, 19 touches. So we gotta love to see that. Um, Pittsburgh can be ran on, but this is not a spot for me. Like jumping for joy for Aaron Jones, but a good price on DraftKings at 6,500. Let's see if there's ownership at all on the Green Bay side. I'm sure there's not. No, Jordan Love, 0%. Probably not going there. Uh, the pace of this game is going to be gross. Kenny Pickett sucks. We're not going to talk about him. Uh, Aaron Jones, good price, 6500 but that is what it is for me. Jalen Warren's more expensive than Najee Harris on the Pittsburgh side. Give me Najee Harris at 4900 He's probably going to be like 5 to 10% owned. I'll probably lean the under on that. Just a really good price for a guy that is... Um, like literally getting 70% of the work inside the 20 for Pittsburgh. So as much as we do see Jalen Warren... Najee Harris is in there when it matters most, and he's getting all the goal line carries. So they should be able to run all over Green Bay. Green Bay is sixth to worst on this slate in run defense DVOA, and you know they're going to pound the rock. So I do like Najee Harris a little bit. Deontay Johnson, really good value, 5,400. You could certainly play him. Jair Alexander is out, like we mentioned, and he's not really having a good year anyway. No interest in Pickens and anything else on the Pittsburgh side. Both defenses in play, of course. Saints at the Vikings. Pretty gross one. I'm. Uh, you can play Hawkinson if you want to. You know Josh Dobbs just absolutely pounds the tight ends with targets and uh, maybe a punt play of Tristan Jackson. Now that KJ Osborne's out, or maybe we see more Brandon Powell. Just a situation I don't really want to roll the dice on. Don't really love this spot for opposing running backs. But Chris Olave, 6,400, probably a cash game staple for me. Um, Minnesota's going to blitz a ton, play a ton of cover three. Both are a massive advantage to Chris Olave and a little bump up to actually Rashid Shahid against that cover three, but you can't really beat the cover three deep. So, yeah, Chris Olave, very good play. And in season long, you're definitely starting Alexander Madison. 5,500 on DraftKings, probably not going to go there when Najee Harris is cheaper, but Alexander Madison's probably not going to leave the field. This game opened up with a total of 39. Bet up to 40 and a half. So a little bit of movement on the upward there. But again, not a situation I really want to invest in. CJ Stroud going into Cincinnati. Uh, looks like this game is going to have a ton of ownership. What is that game at? Opened up at 45 and a half. It is now at 47. It was at 47 and a half. I think even though I saw 48 out there, but not with all the injury news, that's going to go down just a little bit. Cincinnati's got a implied team total of 26.75, second to only Dallas, I believe. Yeah, Dallas 28.5. That's that is a route going on in Dallas later. But um, let's see here. Quarterback, C.J. Stroud is going to be like 6 to 10% range. I'm not touching that. I think he goes under that ownership. I don't think anybody's going to play him without Nico Collins. Um, in my opinion, you shouldn't. But I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I just do not believe in Tank Dell being a wide receiver one. I think Nico Collins and his big body opens up a lot for Tank Dell, especially downfield when you kind of get bracket coverage on Nico. Robert Woods is back. No interest in that. 
no interest in going back to Noah Brown. I'm just not in on the situation. I really like Cincinnati's defense, and I love to pair them with Joe Mixon. Houston is a bad run defense. Um, I think they're seventh on the slate, and I got to check that out. But yeah, it's a very plus matchup for my numbers for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's going to be very popular. We're not reinventing the wheel or anything like that. Not going back to Devin Singletary. That was just strictly a cash-only play last week. But Tank Dell's ownership's at like 25%. You may want to consider that in cash, but I don't think Tank is going to be a threat to break the slate if you do fade that in cash. I'm okay with it. I'm fading it in cash currently. Uh, may reevaluate, but we'll see. Jamar Chase, 8,600. I think you probably have to play him or Joe Mixon in cash. Probably not both, but pick one and move on with that implied team total up so high and... More condensed target share, obviously, without T. Higgins, who is playing very, very well. I think maybe an honorable mention punt, Irv Smith, 2,700, if you need very, very cheap tight ends. I mean, there's a ton of them on this slate. But, yeah, no interest in anything Houston-related. Fire up all your Jamar Chase anywhere you want to. Um, if you want to play Burrow, feel free. He's going to be insanely high-owned. I'm seeing 15%. And Joe Mixon is probably one of my favorite plays on the board. I don't care about the ownership. They are going to feed him the ball a lot and you uh you always want to try to get a piece of a very high implied team total especially with a running back i like that pretty much a touchdown favorite at home love that spot for joe mixon moving on to the next game we got the browns at the ravens pretty much going to skip over this one the total is at like 38 i think it stayed there and it opened there yeah that's uh that's gross. Baltimore is a six and a half point favorite. That opened up at three and a half, so that moved a ton in their favor. So if you got on Baltimore as a three and a half point favorite early, good ticket, good CLV. We love to say, but yeah, I'm not interested in anything in this game. Moving onward, both defenses, I guess, in play. Um, certainly prefer the Ravens. So an interesting game for me. My model fucking loves this game. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I guess bad defenses, but. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tennessee at Tampa Bay. What do we got here? That total's low. Um, I not model thinks to think otherwise, so I did bet over 38.5. It opened at 39. It is back up to 39, and 39.5 at some books. Uh, bet online's got carrying that. FanDuel still got 38.5 if you want to make a move there. Take a look at that. Um, not going to tell you to get crazy on this game, but yeah, my model absolutely loves Baker Mayfield, and it loves... Double of Mike Evans. And it makes a lot of sense. No Sean Murphy bunting. Christian Fulton's going to get... Oh, it's just... It's a good, good spot for Tampa Bay as much as I cannot stand watching Baker Mayfield. But Baker's going to be sub-5% owned. Certainly get over that. Uh, Rashad White is going to be like 30% owned. You probably play him in cash. I'm not playing him in cash at the moment. I don't think he's a must-play, but he just gets so much work in the passing game. Tennessee's run defense is stout, but getting worse pretty much throughout the year. And my favorite GPP running back on the board was talking about him in Discord earlier this week, Derrick Henry. I think that with Will Levis, a oh, Will Levis ownership, right around 5%, I think Will Levis ownership will go a little higher. He's a trendy guy right now. Really good matchup against Tampa Bay. I know uh, Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis are both questionable. I should have mentioned that earlier. I, I just assume they're going to go. It sounds like they're going to go via coach speak, but... Yeah, Will Love is going to be a trendy player. I'll take the over on 5% ownership. I'll take under 5% on Baker. Um, but yeah, Will Love is his mobility, play action, everything. Like Derrick Henry is still, I think he's top five in rushing yards, maybe top 10. He's definitely top 10, obviously, which isn't saying a ton in modern day NFL. 
with all the workload splits. But yeah, Derrick Henry's also getting like two or three catches a game. Love him at 5% ownership in a very tough matchup. I honestly think you can game sack this game. I think this total's way off, um, but it could get ugly. You never know. It's two bad quarterbacks, but they do have talented players and a condensed target share. Mike Evans, 5% owned I'm seeing right now. There's just no way that that's true, but I will fire him all the way up. It's very expensive on DraftKings. I think that does warrant the low ownership. Um, but DeAndre Hopkins, 6K flat is absolutely ridiculous against his Tampa secondary. He's going to be 20, 25, 30, 30% owned. So um, I'm cool with that either way. You play D Hop in cash, I think absolutely is what this ownership is telling you. And you could play it in tournaments if you want. So yeah, I love that. Um, I think he's kind of like interchangeable with, no, I don't know. He's way better than Deontay Johnson. I don't want to say that. In terms of like the prop market, Props would say that playing Deontay Johnson at 20% ownership, I forgot to talk about his ownership earlier, um, is a better value than playing D-Hop at 6K. I, I disagree. D-Hop should go over these props with these. I, I like that a spot a lot. K-Dot, and you could chase it at recent success. Not really a really good spot for him. I do like Chiggy Conqua at 3K flat. I thought the field would be all over that. He's only 5% owned, so... Looks like all the ownership's just going to go to Trey McBride. So Atlanta's defense is not... Well, we're not talking about Trey McBride right now. I'm sorry. But yeah, Tennessee plays a good bit of cover one. Again, Mike Evans, I'm all over that. And then for Tennessee, it's just the ball is going to Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins, no matter what coverage it is. So don't overthink that one. A lot of good stackability in that game, but a gross low total. If you don't want to mess with that, I will not blame you. 49ers, Jaguars, we talked about potential uh, severe wins there, but we'll see. It's early in the week still. Jacksonville is going to run a ton of cover three. They do mix it up a little bit, but mainly cover three and a lot of blitz. Against cover three, that is advantage Ayuk and Kittle. And against a blitz, that is Debo and Ayuk. I think I butchered his name the last time I just said it, but... Um, 49ers, they play a little bit of man as well, but w mainly with one safety high, and then they'll bump into cover three and cover four zone. This is kind of an advantage all over the place, which like I loved this spot for Trevor Lawrence prior to seeing the weather because number one pass funnel in the NFL is Jacksonville's defense, so you could certainly play Brock Purdy. And then the number three pass funnel defense is San Francisco 49ers. There should be a ton of volume in the passing game here, so a lot of gpp upside the issue for me is like i don't know i'm not going to pay an arm and a leg for brandon Ayuk, and against cover four that's literally like evan ingram christian kirk and ridley all have a slight bump up in targets per routes ran against cover three it's strictly ridley against a cover one surprisingly it's evan ingram so he probably gets a linebacker most times when trevor lawrence is doing that and 49 is blitz a lot too that is kirk and really so it's like i don't know any one of these guys could have a huge game I think I would lean Ridley for the price of 5600 on DraftKings. Evan Ingram is a fantastic price there, too. And obviously, you're playing Christian McCaffrey everywhere you can if you could afford him. Um, ownership is very, very low in this game. So, yeah, I do think, like, if that weather calms down, my interest in this game is going to be through the roof because it does have, like, slate-breaking ability. Travis Etienne, like, so many good players. That's another guy. It's like you could probably stack him with Lawrence. There's just so many mouths to feed, so it's tough to kind of figure it out. That's more of like if you're a 150 lineup type of person, optimize the shit out of that game, and you're going to find something that works if that weather's calm and make a ton of money. Issue for me, I'm more of a single entry player, and I just can't make a decision on that game, so um, keep an eye out for it, but maybe I'll bet the quarterback props. I don't know, but yeah, you know who to play in that game. 
Moving on to the Chargers, and they are hosting the Lions. What's the total in Jacksonville? Let's see. Open up at 44.5. It is 45 and 44.5 on DraftKings. So, yeah, it looks like that total is not really going anywhere. A good number for the books there, which is cool. So, right on. All right, Detroit at the Chargers. Detroit's got a very high implied team total, 26 points. So, uh, Jared Goff's my cash game quarterback, just straight up. That is what I'm doing. It was between him or Geno Chalk. I just still, I don't see a path where Jared Goff doesn't throw for 270 yards and, you know, 1.8 touchdowns. So, it's just such a good spot against the Chargers. His ownership is 5%. So, if you want to get smart in GPP, just play Jared Goff in the Dome against a terrible defense. Um no interest in Herbert. I'm not paying a premium for him when his only target is Keenan Allen for the most part. Keenan Allen's sub 5%. So, again, guys, um, great GPP spot here. If you could find a way to make it work, I tried. Uh, it's tough. I do think this is a really good spot for Quentin Johnson to finally break out. The guy's running a ton of routes. This is a better matchup on the outside corners for Detroit than last week, obviously, against Sauce Gardner. Kind of just rode him all over the place. So, yeah. Um, running backs, all of them are under 10%. Like, this is a game you just stack up. It's the highest total game on the slate with no ownership. Uh, obviously, the priced up that way, but yeah, get weird. I think that's a, a great way to go. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the only guy over 10% ownership here. Sam Laporte is under 10%. Like, dude, just do a golf double stack and go win all the money. Sounds pretty easy. I'm probably not doing that, but because uh, I'm set up my lineup, I, I love it, but. I also hate it when Jared Goff is this cheap. We should probably just do that. Shit. Live tinkering on the air as we go. But yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown's a staple for me. I'm locking him in every single GPP lineup. It's just what I've been doing lately. Um, it was A.J. Brown uh, two weeks ago. It was C.D. Lamb last week. Like, I'm just locking in the top wide receiver because the target, like, it's just tough to get a guaranteed. 18 plus points from a wide receiver obviously a lot of guys do it but the guarantee is tough and Amon Ross St. Brown seems to be the closest guy for me there if you want to get weird with the tight ends for the Chargers it should be a better spot for them it's just they mix it up with Donald Parham and Gerald Everett so I don't know Gerald Everett runs way more routes so that would be my lean if you had to choose something over there but yeah Definitely the uh, the best scoring environment in terms of totals. That opened at 49, bet down to 48.5 most books. And the Lions are a three-point road favorite. So look at that. Some money on the Lions. I guess that makes sense. The Chargers are pretty bad. Um, did love that uh, statement when against the trendy Jets. Everybody was betting the Jets. That was awesome. Easiest cover. In the world for the Chargers, uh, even the model said the Jets. I was like, all right, the public, Sharps, and the model all say Jets. I was like, I'm going the other way. There's just no way all three could be correct. So that's kind of funny. Moving on to Atlanta at Arizona. We have an opening total of 41.5, bet up to 43.5. So two points of movement here. Absolutely love this game. I uh, Surprisingly, my numbers love Taylor Heineke, just kind of gross, but um, no Matt Collins should be a pretty condensed target share to Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson. Obviously, we'll see some Janu, but honestly, Taylor Heineke is really not using Janu that much. So, um, love this spot for Kyle Pitts. It is a very, very plus matchup for opposing tight ends, and obviously the number one matchup for opposing running backs. So, good Lord, Art Smith, please use Bijan Robinson. Should be a really, really good spot for him. We're obviously going to see some Algier on the goal line, but Bijan Robinson, 6K flat. I mean, that's just, it's too cheap. It's what it is. Atlanta's got a team total of 22 and a half too, so respectable there. 
Heineke's going to be like 1% owned. Kyler Murray comes back for Arizona. Should have mentioned that in the injuries, but you guys all know that by now. Probably closer to 10% on Kyler. Very good price. Um, I'm going to wait and see. Would love to see how much he runs like he used to, but he is going to pepper two or three guys with targets. That's what he's always done. Doesn't, doesn't really spread the ball around. Uh, gets to cover one. His tendencies in the past used to go to the X and the Z. It's a little bit of A.J. Brown or A.J. Green back in the day, but yeah, that's Hollywood Brown as the X, and he's just going to get peppered with targets. So a great spot, great price, 5200 for him. He is going to be one of the more popular plays on the board. James Conner, I'm seeing 18% ownership right now at 5900 No way that's true. Uh, Bijan, 15 I think that's probably about right. I feel like everybody's going to flock to Mixon, myself included, in that price range. Uh, but definitely love Bijan. I will certainly get some exposure to him. And then against the cover two that Atlanta is also going to run with that cover one, uh, that'll be the slot in the tight end. So we'll see a little bit of Rondell Moore, dirt cheap, 3K. If you need a cash game punt, just go to that. I think he's only projected for like three catches, but I will give you my projection for him. It is probably less than that. Um, no, I got Rondell for three on the button for 30 yards and low touchdown equity, but 10 rushing yards. So it's okay. You could do worse. I'm going to play Rondell in cash. And uh, I don't think I'm going to play Hollywood Brown in cash. I think his ownership lowers a little bit. But this is a just beautiful spot for Drake London against Marco Wilson on the outside there. Uh, the wide receivers that graded as a top five matchup. And this is in terms of PFF. This is in terms of my overall rankings and coverage matchups that I do. And what else? So, yeah, so number one was actually Mike Evans now that uh, Sean Murphy Bunting was out. So I absolutely love that. CeeDee Lamb's going to match up great with Adore Jackson and... Uh, Deontay Banks, they just absolutely suck. We've been talking about the Giants secondary all year long. The only difference there is CD's probably going to play a little more inside, so I'm not really going to play CD in a blowout script. But uh, matchup number two was Drake London. Matchup number three was DK Metcalf against Emmanuel Forbes and Kendall Fuller. And uh, number four for me was DeAndre Hopkins against everybody at Tampa Bay secondary because he moves all over the place. So big names, uh, big prices for a lot of them, but... Drake London at sub 5% ownership, 5,500. If you're into Taylor Heineke, I definitely would suggest getting a look at Drake London. And then here we go. The chalk of the chalk is Trey McBride, 3,500. I'm okay with it. I'm going to play it in cash in tournaments. It's like, yeah, Ky or, uh, Kyler used to pound the ball to, to Zach Ertz when they, uh, you know, played cover two, and Atlanta does play a lot of cover two, but this is a different situation, different quarterback. I don't know if he's on the same page as Trey McBride. I'm going to probably fade that in GPPs. Kyle Pitts is going to be under 5% owned. I'm going to play Kyle Pitts, go with the DVOA here and everything, and my numbers seem to love him. I'm like two and a half points higher than the market in terms of projections out there. Um, I don't want to be that far off, but at 4,100 and that low ownership, give me Kyle Pitts all day. Defenses, you could play them both, but yeah, the reason I love Taylor Heineke is because the Cardinals defense is grading as the chalk right now. So just ultimate leverage if you want to stack up Arizona. I'm sorry, Atlanta, and you could run it back with anybody you want. I mean, I'm not going to play James Conner. You certainly could, but Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride. You could even play Michael Wilson if you want at 3,500. I think he's banged up but should go. Just so many options, and they're cheap. So you can get guys like, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown um, that we talked about earlier. Last game, we got Washington at Seattle. Keep an eye on the rain. Um, but, yeah, we love this spot for DK Metcalf, obviously. I love this spot for... 
<sighs> Kenneth Walker, um, finally fully healthy. It sounds like his ownership's probably going to be right around the 10 to 15% own range. They're going to be a touchdown favorite at home. My favorite pairing, if you can get up to Seattle's defense, Kenneth Walker and Seattle's defense. I think you can do it on FanDuel a lot easier than DraftKings, but Kenneth Walker, arguably, you know, second to none and oh, second to Christian McCaffrey in touchdown equity. Uh, I'd put Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry right up there too. Um, yeah, and then I guess David Montgomery for Detroit. Didn't talk about the running backs for Detroit. It is a great spot for them, too. I'm just, I don't know, not for me. Can't play everybody. I uh, would love to, but they're still priced at a premium. I'm not going to do that when I can't really project. I'm sure it's going to be a big touch in favor of David Montgomery now that he's back, but still not rolling the dice on that. Last game, we got a total of 44.5 that opened as Seattle is a six-point favorite, is pretty much sitting at 44.5 everywhere. Again, keep an eye on the weather. I have no interest in anything Washington-related. I guess potentially it is a great uh, upgrade matchup for Logan Thomas, and Geno Smith is going to have a ton of ownership because this is the number one passing matchup for quarterbacks and uh, wide receivers. Yeah, Like I said, Emmanuel Forbes and Fuller for DK Metcalf just – blow it all up. You could double sack him with Lockett. Jackson Smith and the Jigba is pretty cheap. You could play him too. So the issue there is I just don't see Washington being able to score a ton. Um, and Seattle just doesn't pass it that much. So I don't know. It is what it is. But Seattle is a pass on defense. So we will see a lot of throwing for Sam Howell. I just respect this um, Seattle defense. I know they got their ass kicked last week at Baltimore. But I do like this defense, so I do respect them a little bit. But, yeah, that is the slate breakdown this week. So, um, I mean, if Mike Evans is sub 5%, let's go. Kyle Pitts is sub 5%, let's go. I really like Kenneth Walker. I wish I can get to him. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to afford it. Um, a lot of good players out there. Chris Olave, cash game staple, staple, you got to love that. But, yeah, good luck in week 10. And look forward to seeing all the screenshots this week in Discord. Let's go get it.